Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Well, we do it every Friday, and we love uh, enjoying our time with Mike Dugar. He covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Athletics. It is 12 minutes for the 12s right here on Tutel and Nuanas. Mike, Baltimore this week. Week 7, the Seattle Seahawks 5-1, and one, feeling very good about themselves, but also trying to keep play- pace with San Francisco. I believe the Niners play Washington, which feels very much like a win for San Francisco. And so there's this sort of odd pressure on this game. Isn't there a little bit to try and keep pace with this weird 49er team that's all of a sudden showing like they're one of the better teams in the conference? Yeah, I think just one. Just one year. The Seahawks would love to just be in the AFC East, man. <laughs> Patriots just get like a cakewalk, right? Just to to the uh, to a division championship, which people don't understand. When you when your division is easy, obviously you're winning games, but then like you're more likely to get a home game in the playoffs. which the Patriots have had like every year since the existence of football. Meanwhile, the Seahawks, even when they're like a dominant team, there's always no dominant team in the NFC, which is fine. But then a lot of times it's in the division. Like, look at the Rams the last couple of years, uh, you know, the Harbaugh Niner teams, you know, even the, that Cardinals uh, run with uh, Carson Palmer. Man, it's just, it seems like every year, like, the, not only is there another dominant team, but boom, it's like one right in their backyard. It, it, it's crazy, man. So, yeah, like, they, they're not just trying to keep pace with other wild card potential teams. Like, they're fighting with another team in their division, which is crazy and it's a team led by you know jimmy g who probably isn't even good <laughs> <laughs> when when harbaugh was with the niners that was such a sweet little rivalry but the seahawks and the niners does that do those feelings still linger are those are those two teams still pretty bitter about each other um i don't i don't think so i think the fan bases uh might be but there was something there's something about a team being like you're equal you know and there's like mutual respect there no team Teams don't respect other like clubs who stink, right? And like at the end of the day, those Niners clubs demanded respect. Their front line demanded respect. Uh, I mean, their O line that is their D line demanded respect. Their linebackers demanded respect. You know, their quarterback obviously demanded respect. Maybe Richard didn't respect Crabtree. That might be the only other you know, <laughs> uh, exception there. Otherwise, you know, Harbaugh respected Pete and vice versa. Russell respected Colin. Like, there was just a mutual, like, hey, man, if we don't bring our AA++++ game, these dudes will beat us and beat us up. You know, the Rams kind of have that respect. I don't know if the Niners have garnered it yet. It's because, like, the Seahawks haven't beaten anyone good. Well, the Niners haven't either. So, uh, we'll see. Like, even if the Niners beat up on the Redskins, like, well, those are the Redskins, right? The Redskins are beating up on themselves. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I don't think the rivalry's heated up that way yet, but... 
leave it to Richard Sherman. It'll get there. Just give it some time. Mike Dugar joining us as he does every Friday, covers the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter, at Mike Dugar. And, Mike, the, the obviously main storyline of this game, aside from the game, is the return of Earl Thomas to Seattle in his first game since the, uh, since the old bird was offered to his now former head coach, Pete Carroll. But Coach Carroll went through pains in the press conference to just express how appreciative he was of Earl Thomas and the time that he was there and all that. Where, what is the dynamic of this going to be on Sunday? Um, I, don't, I don't think it'll be as, like, uh, tense. As we think, you know, well, it might be because Earl's like super, super tense. He is an intense uh, man. Yes, he is. Yeah, like he, he's definitely a dude in the locker room where it's just like he's got his headphones on during open locker room. And I go up to guys who have headphones on, you know, to interview them because I, I understand. I, they understand my job. Earl, I'm like, nah, if he takes his headphones off, it's going to be the throw them at me. So I'm just going to let him be, let him <laughs> study his film. Right. Uh, but, you know, I don't think there will be an embrace between him and Pete. I don't think there'll be one between him and John. I think there will be between Earl and maybe some some former teammates, maybe some safeties. I know like B Mac and Tedrick Thompson and uh, even guys like Lando Hill. Those guys really like valued Earl's leadership, you know, because he didn't say a lot, but it's, he did everything right. And when you're a young guy trying to figure out what to do, a guy to watch, you know, is really really valuable. So I expect that. I don't think. There'll be a chance for fans to boo him whether they want to or not because defensive players come out with everyone else on their team and they just boo the whole team, right? Unless Earl gets the ball in his hands, you can't logistics. There's no way to, like, practically boo him. So I don't think there'll be any of that. Uh, other than that, I think it'll just be, you know, a normal game. Unless Russell or gets picked off by Earl, then the ground will just shiver beneath us. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if that happens, obviously. But I... I... It seems to me as if you're a Seattle fan that why would I mean I understand why you would want to boo the guy he's on another team and the the parting was obviously acrimonious but he was great for the Seattle Seahawks they won a Super Bowl their first one in no small part because of him do you really think that there's animosity between the fans and Earl Thomas Oh uh, yeah because fans are not you know fans as a whole are not that smart they're sitting, they're not <laughs> saying at least right <laughs> Well, an individual fan can can be, right? Uh, I mentioned this to somebody earlier this week that I'm a, I'm big on movie quotes, and one of my one of my favorite ones that I like to use is the one from Men in Black when Tommy Lee Jones is trying to um, convince Will Smith to you know he to join the Men in Black. He's like, oh yeah, man, aliens are real and all that good stuff. And Will Smith's like, hey, well, why don't you uh, why don't you just tell people why the big secret? You know, people are are smart; they can handle it. And he says, uh, Tommy says. Uh, a person is smart. People are dumb and panicky, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, yeah, man, that's that's great. I use that for fans a lot because, yeah, an individual fan can have can understand nuance and context. Fans in in general, uh, especially liquored up on a Sunday afternoon, probably not so much. You know, so all the sanity kind of goes out the window when they got overpriced beer in you, and you and you see the enemy in purple uniform. Speaking of a fan favorite, who? Suffered a, a devastating injury, Will Disley. We got to ask you about him. Not only was it a great story, uh, but also he was just straight up a, a big time contributor for the Seahawks. So, from a both an emotional and a football perspective, how much does this hurt Seattle losing Will Disley? Man, it, it, I thought the emotional impact would be a lot bigger than it seems to be, and that's not to say guys don't care about Will. It's just that like they know that he's going to get through it. Like everyone keeps talking about how positive Will is, and it's crazy. He's just it's the experience. And he's a young dude. It's like, oh, you know how he acts. Well, how are you going to deal with this season-ending injury you just suffered? Well, I'm going to deal with it the way I handled the last season-ending injury um, that I just had. And the mental part of rehab is so important. I would say it's not even half of it. It might be like 80%. It's just the mental part. Can you grind? Can you handle not being around your, your bros? Can you handle just you and the trainer doing the same leg workouts every day, taking the baby steps and grinding and being by yourself and watching the games at home? All that stuff stinks, and it just piled up, and it's just like the worst thing for all of these guys. But if you're mentally strong enough uh, to handle it, then you'll be fine because uh, the guys have sensed that Will is, then the emotional impact on it won't be too big. I mean, on the field, it'll matter because the other guys on the team aren't as good as Will. I like Luke Wilson. He has cool hair, bad taste in music. But you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, he's not as good as Will Disley, right? He's just, just not. Will's a really good blocker, um, and he's a really good pass catcher. He's better at both of those things um, than Luke. J. 
Jacob Hollister. Don't know much about him yet other than what we saw in the preseason. Really good pass catcher. He might be better than Will in that regard, uh, but not as good a blocker, right? So there's a reason they were playing Will so much and chipped Nick Vanette across the country because they really, really liked Will. So the on-field impact, we'll see it. But I just think that'll open opportunities up for other guys. Like, you see Jerome Brown, you know, just burst it onto the scene, right? As soon as Will Disley goes down. Even Malik, Malik Turner got a red zone target, right? Like, all that will continue to happen, you know, with Will out. Let's talk about this specific game against Baltimore. The Ravens 4-2 and two on the season, and Lamar Jackson uh, is just, I mean, he's, he's absolutely burst onto the scene in, a, in, a, in, a, in an emphatic way in his sophomore season here. Obviously, Seattle's already played Kyler Murray in, in, in Arizona, so they have experience with a very, very mobile. Mobile's the understatement uh, for what these guys are, but Baltimore, the number one rushing team in the NFL, uh, largely because of Lamar Jackson. When you look at this matchup, how does this set up for Seattle on Sunday? Man, it sets up to, man, they better learn how to tackle. I mean, not to say they don't know how. They have their own like name for their tackle, the Hawk tackle. But they can't have another Alvin Kamara type game because Lamar will make you pay. Man. He, he, I don't want to say he's a better runner than Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara is a really slippery dude. He's really strong. But Lamar, man, you guys seen that, dude. Everything he was doing in high school and college, he's just doing in the pros. Like Those are the real elite talents where just he still looks better than everyone else in the field, faster than everyone else. Oh, and he can throw, right? It does remind me of actually of Colin Kaepernick and that Colin wasn't like the best thrower in the world, but you had to respect his legs so much that, yeah, if he did, and if he did take back and throw, like he was good at it. He had a really beautiful deep ball. I mean, like he... He went toe to toe with that Legion of Boom and came out victorious several times. Like that, you can't be a scrub and and do that. And Lamar is kind of I see the same thing. He's got the same OC actually. Greg Roman was the OC for Collins, was the OC in Baltimore, right? And it looks looks very similar. Misdirection stuff, the reliance on the QB just taking off and making people miss. And Lamar, I don't know if you guys can think of someone else. Let me know. Lamar might be the most elusive QB in the history of the league. It is unreal how he can stop on a dime and just. Been, oh, it's different than Cam and Russell and Grant Harkin, you know, Steve Young, whatever. Like this dude is this dude is different. How do you think Seattle matches up? Because not only do they have Lamar Jackson, but also, I mean, the Ravens have made a point of pounding you in the run game for multiple years now. And Mark Ingram seems like he's got a second wind to his career, and they've always been good up front. So, how do you think Seattle's defense, just man for man, matches up against this Baltimore rushing attack? Um, I actually like Seattle's uh, ability to stop the run. I mean, even if you look at the numbers against Cleveland, right, because that was the first time they allowed a 100-yard rusher uh, this year, which is crazy when you think about it, because even Kamara, who they couldn't tackle, and Gurley, who they uh, they bottled him up to, those, those are good backs. You know, I think even Joe Mixon's a good back, and he did nothing. David Johnson, good, too. They haven't played in any scrubs. Uh, Nick Chubb, I think after the big 52-yarder that he had, he had that, I think, in the first quarter. Maybe they start the second quarter. He didn't crack 100 yards, though, after that until, like, the second-to-last drive of the fourth quarter. You know, so, I mean, it's, they had the big, big run and then bottled it all up. It, you, you've seen that this a few times this year uh, from the Seahawks. Remember their first preseason game, I think Royce Freeman broke off a big one and then did nothing, right? Like, it's, once they figure out whatever, like, said issue was on that, maybe someone needs to get yelled at for being out of their gap. They've been pretty good at stopping the run. So I think I think they'll be fine against Mark. I think having Jaron Reed back will help a lot. I think he comes in and easily like makes a difference in that regard. I don't know if he'll fix the pass rush immediately because it's really broken, uh, but he definitely should help their run stop. And then Seattle still has the two best linebackers in the league. At the end of the day, you got to deal with Bobby Wagner, right? That's that's a problem. You seen his shoulders? Like it's not easy to just run through that guy. Right. <laughs> Mike Dugard joining us, covers the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic, joins us every Friday on 12 for the 12s. And I don't know if you could find two teams that have a more similar resume in terms of their schedule up to this point through six weeks of the season, but the Seahawks and Ravens have played almost identical schedules. They both have wins over the Steelers, Bengals, and Cardinals. No surprise there. The other win for Baltimore is the Ravens. If you want to question the Seattle resume, you got to question the Baltimore resume. There are two losses to the Chiefs and Browns, by the way, for the for the Ravens. How big a prove-it game is it for both of these teams going against each other uh, in, in maybe two of the best teams that they've played uh, mutually this season? I think it, it, it matters at least for, like, this week and maybe next week. But as we've seen, you know, teams 
like I put it this way, right? Things change over the course of the season, right? Like no one, no one thought the Dolphins would be that bad, right? The Dolphins are so bad, right? And the Ravens beat them in Week One. The Dolphins are so bad that you almost have to throw out everyone's stats when they play the Dolphins. Like, you yeah, do. Whatever yes. you threw for or ran for, whatever your defense did against the Dolphins, it doesn't even count. That's how bad they are. Like, no one thought that in week one. We knew they'd be bad, but, like, that is just ridiculous, right? Like, and, you know, when the Seahawks played the Rams, everyone thought, oh, okay, cool, slayed the Dragon. I thought this, too. They slayed the Dragon, beat uh, the defending NFC champs, you know, did it on prime time. But now it's just like, okay, wait, are the Rams good? <laughs> you know, so, like, they, the Seahawks could beat the Ravens this week, right? And let's say the Ravens just lose next week. And it's just like, okay, cool, you still haven't beaten a team with a winning record, you know? I say that to say it could work the flip side for the Ravens, too. Like, the Seahawks could just fall off a cliff, I guess, and end up not being good. So I, I think it matters this week and for, for the talk of this week and maybe next week, but really it comes down to, like, way down the line. Like, how good are you ultimately in the end, right? Because we've seen with teams like Pittsburgh and or Arizona, whoever, you know, these teams really stick. <laughs> so... It, it, it kind of matters for now, but I don't think it'll matter in the big picture now. Mike, last one for you. Give us the final. What do you think? Who you got in in, uh, in this one? Well, Seahawks can only play close games. That's, that's just the only thing they know how to do. So this will <laughs> yep. definitely be a one-possession game. I'll go 31-26 Seahawks. I will take the Seahawks. I think the way Russell is playing and the way their uh, the front seven is stopping the run, I think the Ravens, they don't have enough firepower. And I don't think the Ravens' defense is very good, uh, which is crazy because they have Will Thomas. But I don't I don't think their defense is, can stop what Russell's got going right now. That dude doesn't know. Mike Dugar does it with us every single Friday. We appreciate it very much, Mike Dugar, covering the Seahawks for the Athletic, at Mike Dugar on Twitter, and also listen to him on the Seahawks Man-to-Man podcast for all you 12s. In the state of Montana, this is the guy you got to go listen to and follow uh, to keep up with the Seattle Seahawks. Mike, appreciate it very much, man. All right, thank you guys for having me. You guys have a good one. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Hi, how are you? Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuwan is here. Some sports news for you. Helena Capital Junior two-sport standout Danny Barch is committed to the University of Montana women's basketball team. She confirmed that to the Helena Independent record earlier this week. She chose the Lady Grizz over offers from Carroll College to play both basketball and volleyball and from MSU to play just volleyball. Barch's twin sister Paige is playing volleyball at Boise State. Last basketball season as a sophomore, Danny earned second-team all-conference honors in the Western AA. She's also a top talent for the Helena Capital volleyball team. She's Expected to sign with the Lady Grizz in November of 2020. The Montana State women and the Montana men, the preseason favorites according to the media in the preseason Big Sky Conference polls. Bobcat women are led by five seniors that include preseason Big Sky MVP Fallon Frege. And they earned seven of 21 first place votes from the media and five of the 11 votes from the coaches. The Lady Grizz picked fifth by the coaches and seventh by the media. 
Despite losing four standout seniors, the Montana men's basketball team was picked to win a third straight Big Sky title from the media in the media poll. Weber State is one behind them and then Eastern Washington. In the coaches' poll, it's Eastern Washington that sits up, on, up top with Montana in second. Tomorrow, the University of Montana Grizzly football team heads to Sacramento State to play the 15th-ranked Sac State Hornets. Both those teams undefeated against FCS competition. 7 o'clock kickoff on SWX Montana Television. We'll send you out with the remainder of Game 5 of the ALCS right after the show. Yankees coming to the bat. Coming to bat in the bottom of the first. Down one nothing. Stutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television on a Friday afternoon. How about that? It's your weekend, people. How good do you feel? Hope you're having a great and enjoyable evening. Thanks for spending some time here with us. Always feel good on a Friday. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 on Sealy Online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web as well, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you click the Listen Live tab, voila, you listen live. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at 1029ESPN. That's the handle, at 1029ESPN. Twitter and Instagram. Just like that. Boys and girls, update first at bat against Jason Verlander. Good night now. Yankees go deep. 1-1 leadoff home run for the New York Yankees. And uh, they have tied up the Houston Astros at a run apiece. That's uh, how you try and keep your dreams alive against Verlander. My goodness gracious. What a huge moment for uh, the Yankees to try and come back. All right. Uh, Coulter. It's time to pick some games against the spread. NFL style, we do it every single Friday around here. Thanks to Katie O'Keefe's friends down at Katie O'Keefe setting this up for us. The end of this segment, boys and girls, we're going to get you a $25 bar tab to Katie O'Keefe's. How's that sound? Uh, I know how it sounds. Great is how it sounds. Okay, so stick around for that. We'll give that away to you. But first, let's pick some NFL games against the spread, Coulter. We start with the early game on CBS on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock kickoff. The 5-1 Green Bay Packers against the Oakland Raiders. The Packers at home in Green Bay. I think five of the first seven Packers games in Lambeau Field, which obviously means they got a bunch of road games coming up, but uh, they're getting off to an early lead, 3-0 against the uh, NFC North, and an opportunity now against a an up-and-coming but not quite there yet Oakland team. The Pack, a four-and-a-half-point favorite on Sunday. Coulter, what do you think about this? Where are we at with this football game? The Packers are one of the fascinating teams in the league because I feel like they actually haven't played as well as they can or will play yet, and yet they still are 5-1. and one. Totally. I, I completely agree with you. I think some of it's schedule, but they do have some good wins. I mean, they have wins over all three teams in their division, and I think that's the best division in football. So... Uh, you know, <laughs> just got a text from a loyal Lions fan that said the refs helped them get to five and one. Salty. So did, <laughs> so did Patricia. Okay. Just remember, twelve is, on the field. Is he a good coach? You know what? He's the good. He's a, he's the best coach the Lions could get. Man, I, I just it's kind of how I always say with Matt Stafford. You can look at it two different ways. Matt Stafford's only been in the playoffs twice. Matt Stafford's been in the playoffs twice with the Lions. I mean, that means you're the greatest quarterback in franchise history, right? I mean, come Probably. on. I mean, come on. How many times did Barry Sanders go to the playoffs? Yeah. None. Well, at least once. Did he go once? He, he did go once for Okay, sure. once. Okay. Maybe even twice. Regardless, uh, back to the Packers. Um, I, 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 I just don't know how to evaluate them still because they obviously have one of the best players in the world playing quarterback. That always gives you an advantage. Now that they're healthy on the offensive line, I think that's the most underrated part about the Packers. I think the Packers have one of the best offensive lines in football when they're healthy. And there's been this narrative because of what happened the last couple of years under Mike McCarthy that they can't run the ball. They can. They can run the ball. They can run the ball now well. I mean, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is a great one-two yeah. punch, and their offensive line's good. And so you, you factor those things in. I know they're really, really banged up at wide receiver. I mean, who even do they have a wide receiver right now? Because Geronimo Allison's out, right? They got MVS and they got Alan Lavelle. I don't even know like who that. these people are. Yeah, he's a undrafted free agent. Had a good game. Because Devontae Adams is out too, right? De- 
Alan Lazard out of Iowa State. Lazard, that's okay. what it is. I, think I, I, I didn't realize well. this until last time they were on TV. I guess it was against the Lions. That Darius Shepard from North Dakota State is also on their roster. He's their starting punt returner, which I found interesting. Yeah. I'm not even sure he was North Dakota State's but, starting punt returner. But, but uh, they, Devontae Adams out and Geronimo Allison, both out. Totally. Uh, so that's interesting. And I still, you think that their defense is better. Their defense looked better early they are, but they haven't been spectacular. Even though they've been really solid, they're believe me. If you attach, if you if you affix the uh, the adjective really solid to the Packers defense, uh, lately for sure. I mean, let me just bake a cake and throw a celebration. I mean, that's that's compared to what it's been the last half decade or more. That's amazing. Um, they played a tough schedule pretty so far. I mean, they haven't played any truly bad teams. The Broncos are have changed the narrative of them being a bad team. So. And I don't know what to think of the Raiders either, though, because the Raiders have looked good and looked not good. The Raiders beat the Broncos in week one, then they lost to the Chiefs and Vikings in, in consecutive weeks. But and they, then, didn't, they didn't look good against the Vikings at all. No. But the Vikings are way better than you think they are. But then they beat the Colts and Bears. Who are both good. Who are both good teams. The Bears game in London is always a little weird to yeah. me. Uh, you know, I, I kind of take that like kind of with the Thursday nighters with a little bit of a grain of salt, but it's still a good win. They're three and two. John Gruden's out there, you know, doing his Gruden thing. So I like the Raiders. I think the Raiders are are a decent team. But I think the Packers are 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 I told you after their win last week that I was as as ugly as a win it was as it was, and nobody can deny what the, the the hands to the face calls that were not and all that kind of stuff. Again, they didn't deserve to win. The fact that there were so many plays to be made in that offense that weren't that were drop balls that were failings and so forth, and as well as they've run the ball the last couple of weeks, I'm hugely optimistic because this is a team where if they're all of a sudden as an offense and Matt Lafleur really is. A, a good young coach with Aaron Rodgers still out there slinging it as well as he is. That's dangerous with a solid defense. I like it. I'm taking the Packers, and I don't think this is just me being a fan or whatever. Four and a half points at home against yeah, the Raiders. No. I like that. I like that right there for Green Bay. I think they're going to go in and win this thing by a touchdown. I, I'm only hashing this out just to have the discussion because I do think the Packers are interesting. I think the pick's easy, though. I think the Packers at home against an up-and-down Raiders team is the pick. You, you take the Packers, you take the points. Packers minus four and a half. I got him. I take the back. Quick update. Verlander gave up a leadoff home run. There's now runners on second and third. Still nobody out in the bottom of the first inning for the Yankees with Giancarlo Stanton at the dish. Mm. A 2-2 count to uh, to Stanton right here in a huge spot for the uh, Yankees to try and make hay with nobody out again in the bottom of the first. Houston takes a one nothing lead, and all the air was sucked out of the balloon. Then all of a sudden, it comes right back again as they start to get to the ace. And Verlander has been exposed at a couple of different times in the postseason. As great as he's been through his career, and great in the postseason as well, he's had a, had a couple uh, weird and ugly starts in the in the postseason as well. So we'll see if he can kind of settle down, settle in a little bit. Game two, your Minnesota Vikings against the aforementioned Detroit Lions. The Vikings a one-and-a-half-point road favorite at Detroit. I must admit, Detroit is better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, Matt Patricia has gone a long ways, at least personnel-wise, to get some players on that defense. I think they look uh, much more stout defensively, much more, if I may say, enthusiastic defensively, and so I think that's good. And offensively, uh, you look, I mean, Kenny Galladay has taken me a while to come around on him, but he, he's a really good player, and I've liked on Johnson from, from the beginning, so they have weapons in Detroit. They're a solid team, but uh, I, I don't think Minnesota, I mean, I, I never thought Minnesota's bad. I just hate them. You know, there's a difference, uh, but Minnesota's great. I mean, they're very, very good. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is not the player that he once was. There's even rumors that they may look to, to ship him out of Minnesota. It's amazing but- how you pop your hamstring, and it just you just lose a step, and when you lose a step at that spot, well, that doesn't seem amazing. No, at I know all. It, it seems just, very rational, uh, right? I, I, it's just amazing <laughs> that it can, I guess what I'm saying is it's amazing it can linger this long because that was midway through last year, right? And he still right. is a, is a half step. Slow. That said, the, the Vikings defense is still the, very much the real deal, and if Kirk Cousins comes along all of a sudden with all the complaining that's been going on from the wide receiving core and starts slinging it around to the tune of three touchdowns last week to Stephen Diggs with still. 
one of the top five running backs in this league right now in Dalvin Cook. That's that They're in business that way, and you and I can be as down as we want to be on Kirk Cousins. He does have moments, though, where he looks good. And anyways, th- those two wide receivers, Diggs and Adam Thielen, together are outstanding. So I, I like Minnesota to win this game, and if it's only a point and a half, I'm also going to take them to cover that spread. Yeah, Dalvin Cook leading the NFL in rushing right now, 583 yards. He's averaging 97 and a half yards per game. Cousins, you know, I've been down on him, and he looks so bad in that fourth quarter against the Packers. But he's got a rating of 108.4 right now. He's thrown nine touchdowns and only three picks. Since the Packer game, he's looked a lot better. Mm. And it seems as if Stephon Diggs throwing a big old fit has somehow actually, like, ignited them on offense. Because then the next week, they force-fed Adam Thielen, and he was great. And then I thought, okay, Diggs is going to freak out, and now, you know, it's just going to accentuate the issues not the case because then Diggs went off last week. Mm-hmm. And so then if you get both those guys rolling, look out because now you have bona fide real deal weapons across the board and you pair that with a defense that's really, really good. I got the Vikings. Okay. Uh, huge game in Seattle. I think this is, a, this is this is maybe the game of the day to me outside of Philadelphia-Dallas, which is not really a game at all except for that they're both 3-3 three and three and battling to be the best team in a bad division. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Uh, but Baltimore at Seattle, we talked with, obviously, Mike Dugar about this. The Seahawks are a three-point favorite against Baltimore. Here's here's my rationale on that, and it is this. And he said it anyways. The Seahawks can only play close football games. In any case, I think these teams, in addition to playing close football games, are really evenly matched, really evenly matched. So this, to me, is a coin flip game. So if it's a coin flip game, you pick the underdog. And even though it's a road game for Baltimore, a three-point spread doesn't seem like a lot. But in some games, it's not a lot. In some games, it is a lot. This is one of those games where that is a big number to me because Seattle only plays seven-point games or less. And that's been against not as good competition to me for the most part outside of maybe the Rams as what Baltimore is. So I got Baltimore covering this. Whether they win or not, it's complete 50-50 to me. I think this is a, a, a this is going to come down to it. I'm excited to watch this because I think it's going to be a great competitive game. And both these teams almost sort of mirror images of each other. And uh, again, the return of Earl Thomas to Seattle, I think, has a lot of drama with it, uh, which is uh, you know interesting to watch. But I will take Baltimore against the number in this game. Can Russ keep rolling? I'd say yes. And is Lamar Jackson ready to go win in Seattle? I don't know, man. Right. I, Lamar Jackson's been excellent. Honestly, if the season ended today, Russell Wilson's your MVP, Lamar Jackson's your runner-up. Lamar Jackson's been outstanding. Yeah. I mean, he's thrown for over 300 yards a game, and he's going to set the NFL record for rushing yards by a quarterback. That's ridiculous. Everybody can hate on him all you want. It's like he said, y'all just think I'm a running back who throws it. I'll take 350 yards from my running back throwing it all day long, right? (laughs) Right. So uh, is, is Lamar Jackson ready? I mean, the Ravens, they run the ball better than anybody in the league. Because Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But weirdly, I mean, maybe not weirdly, Seattle's the better defense of these two right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they've they had a whole overhaul. I mean, the only real star on the Ravens defense left right now is Israel Thomas. I mean, they, they don't have Terrell Suggs anymore. They don't have um Mosley. They don't have CJ Mosley. They don't have the dudes that they've had. And so I, I don't know. To me, this comes down to Russ versus Lamar Jackson, but also Bobby Wagner versus Lamar Jackson. Right. Bobby Wagner gives you an advantage. Bobby Wagner's the fastest sideline and sideline linebacker in the league, probably besides Jalen Smith. Right. He'll be able to he's the one dude who can maybe contain Lamar Jackson. Exactly. A little bit. Nobody's touching Lamar Jackson for speed, but from a linebacker spot, if there's a guy who can maybe make him take a wider angle or whatever, maybe instead of an eight yard run, it becomes a three yard run because it's Bobby Wagner chasing. 
Yeah. That that's big. That's big time. It's so dumb that Lamar Jackson didn't run at forty on his pro day or at the combine. I want to know Lamar Jackson runs so bad. I guarantee you. I can tell you what it is. The fastest in the league. Three seven. I mean three seven. For real though, he is a sub four four guy, right? I mean, he is ridiculous, and his change of directions is outstanding too. I I get your premise. When it's a coin flip game, Mm -hmm. you take the the dog. When it's a three point spread. But I just don't think that this Baltimore team's ready to okay. go into Seattle and win. I, I just think that this Seattle team, even with all they've gone through and all the turnover they've gone through, Ru- Russell Wilson thinks he's the Don right now of the NFL, and he's not wrong. I mean, yeah. I hated on Russell Wilson coming into this year big time. I, I've always thought Russell Wilson was good, but I thought the Seahawks were not going to be good, and they are good because of him, straight up. And so I think that Seattle's going to cover this thing. I think Seattle's going to win. You know, I think... I do think, like, if you told me who pick a team to win this game, I will pick the Seahawks to win it. But the three points is enough for me to take Baltimore. But I, I, I'm with you. By the way, update: Verlander struck out Giancarlo Stanton. Hicks hits the foul pole down the right field line. Home run. Whew. Three run shot. It's four one Yankees with one out. Oh, buddy, look well, out! I mean, <laughs> the Yankees only hit. Five million home runs of the regular season, and now these guys can't hit bombs anymore. But maybe they reawoken themselves now with two first inning home runs. Well, why, why, why do it early when you can do it late? That's what I always say. Hey, New Orleans at Chicago. This is a very intriguing game. Uh, still, Teddy Bridgewater quarterbacking for the New Orleans Saints. It sounds like Mitchell Trubisky is back for this game. It's my. It's what, is that good? Uh, it is good. Yes, it is good for the Bears. I see no discernible difference between Chase Daniels and Mitchell Trubisky, except oh, for Chase Daniels is way more likable. No, Mitchell Trubisky is is much more uh, athletic, and he can move around. He can like you know he's uh, get out of the pocket and stuff like that. Chase Daniel is just I don't know. He's like an old backup quarterback. Nice guy, lovable, affable. One of the great backup quarterbacks, sure. in the league. Anyway, in the, last, in the modern generation, um, Chicago is a three point home favorite here against the Saints. Alvin Kamara's out. Kamara is out. It's true. It's Which a big loss. Just destroys my entire fantasy array of teams. I got him in three out of four leagues. Well, let let me see if I can shed a tear for you. Uh, but the New Orleans Saints not having Alvin Kamara is big. They're also down one other player who are, who I'm forgetting right now uh, off the top of my head. But uh, Chicago, a three point home favorite. They're coming off that loss and a ton of travel, obviously as well to Oakland. New Orleans is a better team. The loss of Kamara cannot be understated. The defense of Chicago is great. But I am sitting here going, I don't know. It seems to me that New Orleans is, is, you know, still has a ton of talent. They have a great defense in their own right. I mean, I don't know how Chicago all of a sudden is going to go ahead and score a ton of points here. So I got the Saints, again, a road underdog to to cover this. You know, I again, I think this is a lot like the Seattle-Baltimore game. To me, it's a coin flip game. Uh, re- what is this? this is like Super Bowl, I don't know, 48 or something like that. When the, when the Saints won, right? Sa- Saints, uh, yeah, Saints Over Bears. Sexy Rex. Rex yeah. uh, doing it for, for the Chicago Bears. But uh, I think I'll take the Saints here against the spread to uh, cover. I think that it's underrated how much of a safety valve Alvin Kamara could be for any, uh, any quarterback, let alone a middling quarterback like Tate Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. I think without Kamara, the Bears win. Okay. Correction. Saints beat... The Colts in the Super Bowl. Who did the Bears? The Bears played New Orleans though, and I guess in the AFC in the NFC Championship game. Okay, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas in the last game we'll pick here. By the way, if you want to hear the rest of the games against the spread, listen to the podcast. We got the podcast only NFL picks against the spread for you as well. The Philadelphia Eagles at Dallas. The Cowboys a two and a half point home favorite. This is Sunday Night Football on NBC. This is just so very easy for me to pick. You think the Eagles are bouncing back in a big way? I don't know if it's a big way, but my disbelief in Dallas has only grown exponentially, and I like the Eagles. I'm still not done with the Eagles. And if Peterson's going to get up there and say, hey, we're fine, we're tied for the league lead, and we're going to go to Dallas and win, I believe him. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles to win this thing straight up to say nothing of being an underdog in this football game. Yeah, Dallas has got to prove it to me. After after Kellen Moore got all his signals stolen from teams basically hacking his old Boise State film as a player, that's just screams rookie coach. Uh, I agree with you. The Eagles didn't look great against the Vikings, but I also think the Vikings are just better. And uh, 
I, I expect the Eagles to bounce back as well. I got the Philadelphia in Dallas. Okay, Philadelphia. So there you go. There's your picks against the spread again. Got the rest of these picks uh, for the other seven games, not the Monday nighter. We'll do that on Monday, but the other seven games on Sunday uh, for you on the podcast. Two Till Nalana's podcast. Listen to it wherever you get your podcast. You can also get the FCS Speculators podcast. We're certainly happy to do that. Picks Against the Spread brought to us by Katie O'Keefe's Boys and Girls. You want to have yourself some fun? Why don't you call us right now? 329-1899. Colter, what do we have for the people? Got $25 bar tab. The only rule is you got to spend the whole thing while you're there. I don't think that would be a problem for all of our listeners. So go down there, check out some football. If you need a place to... What are you trying to say? The, they all have a lot they of friends, friends to share. They have exactly. very many friends, of course. Exactly. Yes. If you need a place to watch the Grizz game tomorrow, it's a great place to watch the Grizz game, especially when they're on the road. If you need a place to watch any and every of these NFL games on Sundays, they got you rolling for that as well. Mondays and Thursdays now, you got one of the best specials in town for Monday and Thursday night football. I got a shot of premium liquor and a draft pint of dream of, of premium draft beer, six bucks. Not gonna find a better deal than that anywhere in town on Mondays and Thursdays. So go check that out as well. KO keeps twenty one hundred Stevens Center. When you go in, make sure to turn left. Go check out the brand new renovated downstairs part of the bar. It's spacious. It's beautiful. They got everything from all the games on to a lot of games to play. Darts, board games, big buck hunter, the pool. They got it all. Yeah. So go check them out. Katie O'Keefe's where the cocktails are always cold and the people are always friendly. Rip Sessions Baseball and one of our favorite segments, the two-minute mashup on Fridays next. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. You can find us all over the internet. That's right. It's really, they should just rename the thing to tell Nuanas. <laughs> crying out loud. I found that somebody posted our YouTube video on our YouTube the, channel, yeah. Our, yeah. On the UC Davis Aggies message board. Mm. Check these guys out, they said. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a good or bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out these blowhards. You want to see what's going on in Montana. Here you go. Uh, by the way, uh, the podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Check it out. Uh, it's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Also, the FCS Speculators podcast is out right now. Time, though, before we get into our uh, two-minute mashup, one of our favorite sessions around here, a Zootown sports card rip session. Here's the deal. I got a pack of 2019 Chronicles eight tra- baseball cards. You Those got are some sweet. football cards. I over got there. some. I got some Panini certifieds here. Here's the, we're gonna give. We're, what are we giving away to the? So people right now right we're here? gonna give you exactly what we're opening. So we got a little pack of deal, cards here. We're gonna give you one pack each of these. It also comes with a hundred sleeves to keep your cards oh, nice. in great condition and uh, a little sticker as well. These guys, are, these guys are great. Got great logo. Everything. So Zootown Sports Cards is located right there, the corner of. Higgins and South, right across from Dorn Blazer Field, 102 South Avenue East, the specific address. But trading cards are an excellent hobby, an excellent investment. They're and they're just fun, man. You know, my whole desk is just littered with trading cards. I have like a problem, honestly. But this is definitely my my favorite people because I love these cards. 329-1899. Call right now. We'll give you a pack. And I must say, Coulter, you're the big collector. I have a few. You know, I have a folder, basically a vinyl of, of cards. I'm not a big card collector. I love opening the cards, though. It's fun to go in there and see what you come Woo-hoo. away with. And you've, you're already fired up over there. Uh, Ooh, buddy. These are, I got some, 
They got some good ones here. This is like a this is like a Ryan Tutel pack right here. Is that right? All Packers. Oh, yeah. I got Carson Wentz. I got your boy Joe Mixon. Ooh. I got your boy Devontae Adams. <laughs> but then David showed You're me show these people these ones. A Johnny Unitas Immortals insert. Number two out of two ninety nine. That one's pretty sweet. And then another Ryan Tutel special. Got a Christian McCaffrey diamonds. Whoa. So this is a good one too. Okay. So go down to Zootown Sports Cards. Give us a call first of all. We'll give you some free packs, but also go check them out. They got all sorts of sweet stuff. I know they got their new basketball stuff in now too. So if you're looking for Zion Williamson, the collector's holy grail right now. Even though he's out for a couple of weeks. Go check it out. Uh by the way, uh I got a bunch of I got Cody Bellinger in here. I got a couple of Pete Alonzos. I got a Shohei Otani, but you know the one I'm most ha- happy about right here, Colter? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got a Vlad Guerrero Jr. rookie card. Let's go. Right here. Let's go. Bang. Let me see it. Oh, it- show the people. Show the people first. Vladdy Guerrero Jr., be like your dad and let's make some money. This is fun right here with these things. No, let me see. I think okay. I got. Okay, great. All right. Hey, how 329-1899 will give you a big pack of those. You can have all the fun that Coulter and I are having uh, as well. I know it doesn't seem possible, but aren't, it is possible. Aren't these possible. cool, though? Like, that the is, fact that they're, no, they're no, no. different cards. Like, oh, oh you got a, I got a, I got Ozzy a Albia's one. insert, too. These are sweet. Good, good stuff. This is so much fun. If you want to relive your youth. Or start for the first time. Or start for the first time. I mean, it, it's 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 endlessly fun. Go check it out, Zootown Sports. Case. I was born an adult, and I'm degenerating to childhood is what's happening over the course of my life. Um, hey, tomorrow, Montana, Sacramento State. Okay, 7 o'clock kickoff. We know that. Uh, that is on SWX Montana Television right here. You can watch it or ABC, uh, Fox TV. Also, Astros, Yankees, again, the, the Houston Astros scored a run in the first inning on a wild pitch. And you go, oh, my goodness, here we go. This series is going to be over in 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 uh, five games with uh, Justin Verlander on the mound. Verlander comes out, gives up not one, but two home runs. The second one, a three-run shot to Hicks. It's 4-1 Yankees as they play in the top of the second inning, one on, two out uh, right now for the Houston Astros at the dish for the second time. Uh, if this goes to a six game. We will certainly have that for you uh, tomorrow. We got some uh, 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 college football for you tomorrow as well on ESPN Radio. And then, of course, the Seahawks Ravens on Sunday. If you missed that number, 329-1899, we got a winner. Chris wins the cards, but we need a winner for the bar tab. 25 bucks, Katie O'Keefe's calls. 329-1899, one more chance while we do this Friday mashup. Okay. Uh, every Friday about this time, David has worked oh so very hard to put this thing together. Coulter and I have not heard this, so we enjoy sitting back and listening to it. This is two minutes in the week that was. Two tell nuanas. It's the two tell nuanas two-minute mashup. Here we go. You got to me first. Congratulations. You won the lottery. Hello, Montana. The story of the week this week was... No matter what angle you had watching this game, this was a dismantling of Montana State. But Sac State just put Montana State on a string. They were 2,500 over capacity. Loudest cheer at Bobcat Stadium on on Saturday was when they announced that Kenny Chesney and Michael Fronty are coming to play Bozeman. What does that even mean? You are messing with karma. Trying to find some light in the darkness. Coulter, people do care. Burn. Is this the big guy? The grid need to be on high alert. They had a bye and they moved up three spots. It's a prove-it game for Sac State. Bobby Howard's going to be confident against everybody. Oh no, he, he's Portland. What a great package that is. There's so many different reasons why you're bad. Going bonkers. You're hard not to love. You're wondering. Yes, I did slip that in there for fun. I refuse to vote for Ivy League teams. Yeah, they did get the one win though. Get out of here, Ivy League. If you're comparing Dalton Sneed to any other quarterback in the Big Sky Conference, to me, the comparison is Kev- Kevin Thompson and vice versa. He's a good athlete. He can run. He's fast. He's got a good arm. Um, I think he's got a real good feel in the pocket. Both will kill you with their legs. They call him Dr. Thompson. He's like the wise old guy. Former Kalispell and Arizona State quarterback Brock Osweiler retiring from the NFL. When I retire, if ever there's a line that appears once upon a time signed a $75 million contract, I don't care what else you say about me. Nobody's going to fault uh, him to go there for $75 million. Brock Osweiler went from Kalispell, Montana, straight to the bank. It was great, end quote. Brock Osweiler's having a pretty good day today and probably a pretty good day every day for the rest of his life. Andy Thompson, the defensive coordinator, 
The Sacramento State Hornets with us on the ESPN Roundtable. You like to play defense? The guy who stands up the most, George Obina. We joke he looks like the mannequin that's sitting up in our office. So every day is the Super Bowl. George Obina is a freak. Make this kid a star. You morons. Just let some people who know a little bit get together and have an open, ominous conversation and give me four teams. I had no idea that no one else around us was doing that. I thought everybody was doing it. We handicap all the games. They do baseball odds. Who would you rather have, Marcus Mariota or Kirk Cousins? I'd rather have you. You know, we're pretty predictable. Yeah, the ball is Troy Anderson. I love it. That, uh, that's all. Man, I killed it this last week. I feel very good about my bad self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just humbling. I don't find it humbling at all. That's because you watch and listen to this stuff, so you right. know what we sound like. I got no idea. I can't wait to put this thing back on the air. I'm going to turn it around. You're going to hear that thing all through the week on ESPN Radio. You know? That's great. David, excellent work once again. The two-minute mashup, uh, that's uh, fantastic. Love it. Love it. Coulter, we talked about this in the FCS Speculators just briefly. Oregon at Washington. This is one of those rivalry games that if you're not in the Northwest, you don't know. But as since we are in the Northwest, we do know this is the rivalry game for these two teams against each other. It's not Oregon State for Oregon, and it's not Washington State for Washington. It's Washington, Oregon. That's it. That's all. Oregon is the number, what are they, 13 in the nation now? 12. 12, and, and Washington just in uh, the top 25 still. I love Washington in this game, man. I think that, like, Washington has been the better team for the past five years or so mm-hmm. after having lost, like, 13 in a row or something. That's right. some crazy streak to Oregon. Now they're finally the underdog again, and I think Oregon is a really good team. I think they're feeling pretty good about themselves, and I think Washington is ready to spoil the party. Look, the season's over. When they lose to Stanford, that's it. Right. Here we go to the Poinsettia poll, right, or whatever it is. I like Washington Saturday. For whatever reason, it seems as if, I don't know, maybe this is just my perception. It seems as if the Huskies have lost their edge. Yeah. They don't seem as tough as they did, which is ironic because I actually think that the face of the program, well, not the face, but the quarterbacks are always going to get the most attention, and Jake Browning was actually kind of soft, and and, uh, I think this Jacob Easton kid is actually... A little bit more edgy, but for whatever reason, it seems like the Huskies have just lost their you edge. Like I don't the know ducks, why. Though, right? I do. I do like okay. the Ducks. Uh, next week, boys and girls, we start the Keg and Kegger, Kegger Raider giveaway. Be here for that. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Grizz Sacramento State Baseball College NFL. We'll see you Monday. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.